My name is Catalina del Carmen, and I'm on a mission to put more cash in the hands of women of color. I'm a wife, mom, amiga, prima, and I happen to run a multiple six-figure coaching business. On this show, I share sales and marketing strategies that keep your business simple, your mindset focused, your bank account big, and your impact even bigger. So if you are on a mission to create generational change and you want to make a lot of money doing it, welcome to the Latinas Booked Out Podcast. What is up, y'all? Welcome back to Latinas Booked Out Podcast. I'm so excited you're here. You might notice that today's episode sounds a little wonky. It is because I do not have a proper mic. We are in the middle of moving my office. I have an office that I rent out and I just ended my lease on it while I am going on maternity leave and um, I didn't have time to set everything up before this podcast. So that being said, I hope you can hear me fine. I think you'll be able to hear me fine, but I know it's a little different than the quality is a little lower than my regular podcast. So just wanted to call that out. Um, I am officially what, 35 weeks pregnant. I am so fucking pregnant. Excuse my language. And I'm I'm just really excited to meet baby. I am incredibly tired and I am really learning a lot about myself at this point as uh not a, not even just as like a human and a woman and a mom, but also as an entrepreneur and learning how to really be a leader of my business and leader to my team. And also just give myself all the slack in the world. It's definitely a learning lesson. So anyways, okay, I'm really excited about today's episode because this is something that I think a lot of you need to hear. And I wanted to talk, so today I want to talk about evaluating your results and really thoroughly what that looks like. How do you evaluate the work that you're doing instead of just taking your business as something that like kind of roll with the punches and go with the flow and da 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 and see what works, da da la la. Like I really, really, really want you to leave this podcast episode understanding the value of evaluating your work, evaluating your sales calls, evaluating your launches, evaluating your marketing, evaluating the way you think about your business, the way you think about your clients and all of that. So I want to give you a little bit of background on how I think about this in my business and why I think it's important and kind of some things not to do and um, uh, a little process that might work for you. Okay. So let's just get started. Actually, before we get started, I want to remind you that if you listen to these episodes and you take something away, it would mean so much to me if you could share it on your Instagram stories screenshot it, tag me, let me know that you, you know, took something away from the episode, but also it just helps the show grow and it would mean so, so much to me. So thank you ahead of time. Okay. Let's start 
talking about evaluating your results and evaluating your 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 work, your business, whatever that looks like. So when I say evaluating, what I mean is I want you to always be very curious of what's happening in your business. Like what are you doing in your business? What is working? What is not working? What things are you doing just because it's habit? Um, I think it's so easy to just go with the flow and like uh, I think as a coach, so much of your work is marketing, especially in the beginning of your business, that you're testing and learning and you're like throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what falls and what stays and all that. And I think it could easy, you could easily get in the motions of just doing that over and over and over and over again. But what I've seen is the real difference of what makes like the coaches that are making lots of money in their business or seeing success or getting client results versus the ones who are struggling, I find this big difference in the way they are looking at their business and the way they are evaluating their business, the way they think about their business. And the two main differences, which I'm going to talk about one later on in the show specifically, but the two main ones are coaches who are feeling good in their business and making money and you know, going with the flow of their business, but in a way that is productive, they are constantly curious and and want to know what's working in their business. They're constantly curious when they don't get the results they want. They're, they're, they become better at not shaming themselves for it. And they've become better at looking at it from the outside point of view and being very curious to what, why something didn't work or why they didn't get the results they did, they wanted and learning not to shame themselves through it. Although shame is like a natural human emotion. So like, it's not like it doesn't exist, but I, I find that coaches that are evaluating their businesses, they're doing it from this place of curiosity and openness where coaches or entrepreneurs, business owners that are constantly struggling, they literally are thinking that they're doing it wrong. Like that is the main thought. I'm doing it wrong. There is something missing. Like they think that like some training or some coach is going to be like the magic pill for them. And the truth is, if you're thinking that you're doing it wrong, if you're thinking that there's like something that's missing for you, that entire mindset is probably hindering your growth completely. Entrepreneurs who are growing at whatever pace that works for them, entrepreneurs that are like making money in their business that are that you see might have success, they're not telling themselves this story over and over again that there's something wrong with their business. Even when there is something wrong in their business, they're not telling themselves that story. So I wanted like, before we even get started with this, I want to be very, very clear about something that evaluating your results and your reluctantness to evaluate, like if you cannot evaluate your results without shaming yourself, that's like step number one is to 
feel the shame and understand where it comes from and understand why it hurts and understand what you have to face and understand where you want to go and what it might feel like. That's like step number one. And you can't skip it as as much as we would like to. And that's going to happen over and over and over again in growth because the more, like once you get to a new level, there's a new devil, you know, like that doesn't end. So you don't get to like skip to the good part. I'm thinking of that one TikTok skip to, or the song. Anyways, so I want to just start with that. Like if you really want to evaluate your results, you're going to have to face some really unpleasant emotions sometimes because sometimes we're evaluating what feels like failure. And our brain is going to be so effing good at shitting ourselves when we do that. So step number one is learning to look at your business from the outside and learning how to coach yourself from this place of compassion and love and like and and just willingness to see what actually happened, right? Like what you're actually evaluating. But if you're telling yourself the story over and over again that you're doing it wrong, that something is missing, that blah, 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 like that story is not going to serve you in evaluating any type of results, okay? Just want to be super, super clear about that. So with my clients... The evaluation part is so important because in one of the piece, one of the steps in my process that I work through with my clients is simplification. It's kind of like one of the beginning steps and why it's important to simplify and why it's important to evaluate your business before you simplify is because it's important to look at the aspects of your business that are money-making activities versus non-money-making activities, right? Like it's important that you understand, okay, what is my business, like what does my business need from me now? What is, what in my business works right now? What in my business actually creates money? What in my business doesn't? And like really understanding what is, what is the state of your business and what is keeping you from growing your revenue, which is the goal for all of my clients, but not just because of the money part, but because once you have money coming into your business and you can learn to accept the, either accept the pace of it, or you could learn to turn on the sales um, light, right? The sales light bulb when you're ready to sell. Once you know how to create money in your business and you trust yourself to come, come up with money in your business, then it becomes just a skill you can work on to get better and better and better at. So simplification is a piece of that because what I like to do with my clients is let's just take out everything that is slowing down this process. So if you are making marketing hard for yourself, then like let's dissect what feels hard about it and let's just take it out and like you just don't have to do that anymore. So that's what I talk that's what I mean by simplifying and That's where evaluating your results is so important in my process that I use with my clients. All right. So my mentor, um, I used to work for Nordstrom for about eight years. I think I was like 20. Let's see. I probably started there when I was like, I don't know, maybe 19, 20. And 
I left Nordstrom at like 27, 28. So I worked there for a really long time. I had something like 12 jobs. I managed, by the time I was 23, I managed a team of 16 people. And my my um, my team, they were from the ages of 18 all the way to 65, I remember. And being a 23-year-old in that position, it was such a unique position. And I learned so, so much. And a big part of my success was because I had such amazing mentors. I had such amazing mentors. And one of my mentors, which was my store manager, her name is Antoinette Scrisopi. I I mean, we still follow each other on Instagram, but I just love her because she taught me so, so, so much. And um, my manager, my district manager at that time, her name was Shannon Blunden. Both of these women Honestly, they're, they were huge, huge mentors to me. They are huge mentors to me and women that just like really took me under their wing as a new manager and as a, just as a leader. And one of the ways they taught me how to evaluate my results as at, at that time I was a personal stylist sales manager. So I worked in sales and I had a team of like 15, 16 personal stylist. And I was in charge of sales and personal stylist sales for that store. And one of the ways that they would have me evaluate my work was asking these three questions, what worked, what didn't work and what you would do differently. And we would do this monthly. Funny thing is that my coach now, my business coach now, Stacy, um, Stacy, Oh my God, Bayman, <laughs> Stacey Bayman, she also uses this with her method as well. She uses this evaluation, these three questions. So I've been using what worked, what didn't work, and what you would do differently for a very, very long time. And that it, the reason I like it is just because it's incredibly simple and easy to just remember. But there are also... Like I want you to take those questions and what I want to do today is really go through this in a couple scenarios as a coach and the questions I would ask myself when I do this type of evaluation. So first, I thought of three things that we can just talk through and that's sales calls, marketing, and launches, okay? So when, for example, if you... Are and, and the reason sales calls are so important is because, look, if you know how to close clients on a sales call, you literally have learned a skill for the rest of your life that will support, like you will know how to make money for the rest of your life. I, I believe it's such a freaking incredible skill to learn and to get better at. And I used to be horrible at these. I don't want you to think that like I've always been, I've been like, I'm decent at marketing and sales, but I always have had to work at it. And I remember, Oh God, I'm embarrassed. Like, I don't even like to look back at the calls where I, I got on these calls and I was so not in the right headspace to serve people, but I got on these calls on these sales calls and I really had to learn how to get better. So here's what I want you to consider when you are evaluating your sales calls. So you can ask first, 
here's the thing. When I talk about, when I talk about evaluating, what I mean is really reflecting one, reflecting on the call, but two, I would highly recommend recording every single sales call period. End in point. I don't care if you're a money coach. I don't care if you are like specifically, I don't know. A lot of things happen on a sales call, but I have been recording them from the beginning of my business and the reason I record them is for me to un- to become better at my job. And I've never, ever, ever, I think I've had one person ask me why I'm recording and that was it. Every single person was just like, yeah, whatever, it's your business. So I, whatever excuses you have in your head, <laughs> I'm sorry to be rude, but whatever excuses you have in your head, I need you to come to terms with them and really, truly start recording these calls. Because that was a big, big, big reason why I got great at sales calls. Because I recorded them and I would watch them. And it's trust me, it's torture to freaking watch, especially the ones that you don't close, which those are the ones I highly recommend you watch. But I always want you to consider to not only just record them, but to watch them. Like if you aren't closing sales calls and you're also not watching them, then I don't really want to hear it. Like, I don't want to hear it about how you convert clients. Like how do you convert clients on sales calls? Well, if you're not recording them and you're not watching them and you're not evaluating, then you don't know the work it takes. Sorry, but it's true. So record the calls. I want you to watch them. I want you to slowly, like, I want you to watch where you talk, where they talk. And this is what I love thinking about and considering when I'm evaluating these calls. I think about what are my thoughts about the client? So sometimes clients will say some some things on the calls that will trigger us in some way. So for example, if your client on a sales call says, I just lost my job, that might trigger your brain to go a different direction on that call. Now, you might be filled with a couple insecurities about them saying no on this call. Now, your brain might go to making assumptions of what their money situation is because they lost their job. So that's what I mean by triggers. Like, What did they say and how did your brain react? And I, I just want you to consider that on a sales call, especially as a coach, right? On a sales call as a coach, your whole job is to be a coach for the client. And the minute your brain starts getting wrapped up in your own thoughts and making assumptions about what they're going to say on this call and if it, that it's going to be a no or that they can't afford your services or whatever your brain comes up with, or they're too busy or they're too whatever, the minute your brain goes that direction, you are not being a coach because you are thinking about yourself and you are thinking about you and what and the call and if they're going to close and it completely takes you out of this position of being a coach your job on the call is to stay neutral to to continue listening even when they say things that trigger you now you're a human so your brain is of course going to go a certain direction 
when they say something that triggers you. But your job is to course correct in your mind and say, let me get on back on track. And then after this call, I can have all the emotions I want. But right now, my job is to be here for this person and I want to help them make a decision on whether they want to work with me or not. And if you are helping that helping them make that decision with with, with like intention of like, oh, I want to close this call. It's just going to fuck up the whole relationship and it's going to mess up the call. So here's what I consider for myself. What are my thoughts about my client? What are the thoughts about, what thoughts did I have on this call about the client? What did they say that made me think that? What thoughts did I have about myself or my offer? So if someone, for example, says, oh, I didn't, I don't get one-on-one coaching with this. I thought I would get some one-on-one coaching in this program, right? That might trigger thoughts about you and your program. I want you to grow the ability to be able to see this from the outside. Understand that you have a human brain, put those aside for the moment and say, okay, I will get back to these thoughts after this call. But right now I need to get back on, get focused on this client in front of me and really get curious about why they have these questions, right? Because when you're staying in this curious space, you you can like literally ask very simple questions from a place of curiosity and a place of openness versus a place of defensiveness, right? So what are the thoughts you have about the client? What are the thoughts you have about yourself or your offer? What things did they say that might've triggered you a little bit? What emotions came up for them? What emotions came up for you? Why? Why did those emotions come up? What was said? What was done? What maybe there was a loud sound in the background? Like it could be anything. But when I say evaluate, I mean to look at all of these things. And then look at the your ability to get back on track when something kind of triggers you when something goes wrong or a last minute schedule change, right? Like I want you to also measure your ability of like, how long does it take you to get back on track? Did you get back on track? Did it bug you the whole time that you didn't, weren't able to do A, B, and C? These are the questions you have to ask yourself. And amongst all that thinking, I want you to ask yourself, what in this worked? What didn't work? What will I do differently? And then and then you got to do differently. I think so many people will evaluate, but they actually won't do anything different. I had one client. I We've been working with each other so long. And I asked her, like, do you use the model that I have for sales calls? And she was like, no. And I was like, what? How are you not doing this? Like, I laid it out exactly how... I, you know, I like my process for sales calls and, and like, look, if, if her sales calls weren't a problem, then it wouldn't be a problem. But if they are for her, then I always want you to ask yourself, like, why am I not using this process that's in front of me that my coach provided me with? Right? Like, I want you to ask yourself that too. So when, when we're talking about sales calls, I want you to think about all these things and then bucket them on what worked, what didn't work, what I'll do differently. And look, you could use any evaluation method you want, but this is just like a simple one I like. Okay, let's quickly talk about marketing 
and launches. Now, same thing. I want you to bucket these on like what worked on this call? What did what worked about like how I showed up? What worked about how this was organized? What worked in my process? All of it. What didn't? And what do I want to do differently? So from a marketing point of view, which I have this conversation a lot with many clients, is how like one, and this is thinking very generally because marketing is, is, is something like I would evaluate this probably monthly or even weekly, depending on what your marketing strategy is, if you're testing something new, but you can ask yourself things like how hard does marketing feel right now for me? Like on a scale of one to 10, how hard does it feel? Why does it feel hard? What thoughts am I having about marketing? What assumptions am I making? For example, when I talk about assumptions in marketing, am I assuming that I have to be everywhere? Am I assuming that I have to be on TikTok and LinkedIn and Facebook and I need a podcast and I need an email list and I need this and I need Instagram and I like, am I assuming I need to be on all of those because that's what you're supposed to do? Like, I want you to dissect what form of marketing feels the absolute easiest for you? What form of marketing feels the absolute hardest? I remember when I was doing this with my business in early 2021, I remember asking myself like, what feels hard on Instagram right now? And it was when Reels came out and I was like, Reels feels so hard for me right now. So what did I decide to do? I scrapped them. What worked, what didn't work? What doesn't work at that time, what didn't work for me was reels. What will I do differently? I'm not going to fucking do them. And then I'm going to also decide to not do them for a long period of time. I could just decide like that. I want you to dissect what is stopping you from showing up in your marketing every single day or every, and I'm not saying that you have to market every single day, but there are some of you who are marketing so seldom and you have a lot of thoughts about marketing and they're not true. Like this is what I see. There's people who market a lot, like too much almost. And then there's people, people who market so very seldom. And the people that market very seldom have thoughts about like, you have to be marketing a ton and marketing is very hard and it has to look this way and you don't want any typos. You don't want to show up imperfect. You want to look like a professional and you want this to look right and da, 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 da. And then there's the people who are like avid marketers who want to be everywhere and do everything right and do it the right way. But, and, and they're going to show up on every platform and repurpose the F out of their content. But both of them is just looking at perfection. They're just wanting it to be perfect. And what I want you to ask yourself when you're evaluating your marketing to make it easier for yourself and really get focused on bringing in dollars into your business is what is stopping me from getting my value out there to my clients on a regular ass basis as much as I can and want. And what feels hard about what feels hard about it for me and really dissect the steps. Okay, step 1, I have some an idea that comes in my brain. Step 2, I start thinking of where and how can I use this content. Step 3, I start thinking of all the platforms I'm on and then it becomes overwhelming and da 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 da. 
this is the, these are the questions and steps I want you to walk through so this could become easier for you. So if you, for example, want to start marketing like every single week on an email or a podcast and you're finding it hard to stay consistent, which I hate the word consistent, but let's just use it right now. But if you're finding it hard to stay consistent, then I want you to really dissect, okay, what about this process works? What's not working? And what will I do differently? And then you have to make a decision and decide. And it's not much different for launches. Look, every single launch is going to teach you lessons. But you as an entrepreneur, you as the business owner of your company, you, your job is to figure out those lessons. Your coach cannot figure out the lessons. They can help you, but you have to be willing to ask yourself, I'm never going to my coach and be like, what was wrong with my launch? No, never. I go and I go to her and I write her a big ass list and I evaluate what was wrong with my launch, what worked, what didn't work, what I'll do differently. And then I ask for support. But like, I always want you as the company owner, like you are the business owner. I want you to look at this stuff before anyone else does and learn how to evaluate it. And look, this is going to take time. Like, this is fine. It's going to take time. But I don't like, again, the minute you start telling yourself that there is a secret pill and that you are doing this wrong and that there's something out there that's going to like help you and change you. The minute your brain goes that direction is the minute you release all responsibility. And that's not fair. It's not fair to you. It's not fair to your clients. It's not fair to this dream that you have. So I want you to be dissecting this and asking yourself questions, and then you can bucket it within what worked, what didn't work, what I'll do differently. I also like to add like what le- what are my top lessons learned? What are the thoughts that were the most supportive for me? Like especially in in launch evaluations. Like I just want you to accept that whatever thoughts you have in your brain are worth getting out of your brain and writing it down and looking at it so you can evaluate. So I hope this was helpful, okay? I'm going to wrap up this so this doesn't have to be too long because I could go in circles about this, but I want you to ask yourself always and be curious about your, your launches, your marketing, an event that you put on, a webinar that you put on, what worked? What didn't work? Why didn't it work? What were the thoughts I had? What feelings did I have? What actions did I take? So for example, if you're launching, it could be a product, it could be a webinar, whatever. Like I've had many clients come to me and they're like, oh, only 20 people signed up for my webinar, but I'm okay with it because blah, 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 blah. And they still have like three more days for people to sign up for the webinar. Like, I'm like, okay, that's a lesson. Like your brain is telling you it's over and you're accepting that. Don't accept it. But if you figure this out after it's done, then that's a lesson learned. That's something that didn't work. So I always want you to be so curious and really dissect your brain. Really look at your marketing. 
Look at where you're posting. Look at the words you're saying. Is it giving value to your people? Look at your launches. Look at the topics that you're bringing up during your launch and your marketing. How is it helping your people get results? Is it helping people get results? Are you, you know, is it mostly showing off your your personal brand and your personality, or are you giving them hard how tos? Like, I, I look, and I'm not saying there's a right or right wrong or right way here. I just want you to evaluate and come at it from a place of like, okay, I did my homework. Here's this. Now I'm going to make decisions in my business to make this better next time. When I was evaluating my launch of show up and lead mastermind, I mean, that list is so big of everything I want to do differently next time. The list was so big of everything that didn't work. The list was semi-big of what worked. Actually, it wasn't big at all. It was very simple of what worked. It was a whole bunch of thoughts and it was just a few little tasks. But I I I really did the work in asking myself these deep questions. And I never got into the space of I did this wrong. I mean, I I won't say I never. Of course, I have a human brain that wanted to tell me that like I did this wrong and there's a right way to do this. But instead of entertaining that, I really got curious about my business. I got curious about my mind. I, I asked myself these questions. I got very curious. And that's what I want for you. And then when your brain goes to the direction of like, I'm doing this wrong. There must be something missing. Maybe this, this podcast episode will help. Maybe this training will help. Maybe I need this coach. No. Maybe you should actually evaluate. Maybe you should actually record your calls. Maybe you should sit down and write down every single place you're marketing and where it feels hard and where it feels easy. Maybe you should learn how to constrain from doing more and learn how to do less. I don't, I don't know. But what I am saying is that there is not a secret pill and there's not a secret special coach that's going to get you all the results. A lot of my clients have so many questions about my coach because it's very expensive and she has like a lot of, she's helped people make lots of millions, but I'm like, yeah, but my, my coach is great and I love her. And I, I obviously buy into her, but it's not the coach. It's not her process. It's, it's me and the thoughts I have about myself and who I am in her program and in my business and all of that. So I really want you to reject this like secret pill thing. Okay. All right, y'all. I will see you next time. I hope this was helpful. If it was helpful, I ask if you could share this on your Instagram stories, Facebook stories, share it, tag me, let me know that it was helpful to you. Um, Also, if you haven't written a review on iTunes um, or podcast, Apple podcast, it would mean so, so much if you could review it. Thank you again. I will see you next time. And yeah, that's it, y'all. Bye. Hey, amiga. If you are not on my email list, you are missing out on some juicy content. I share sales and marketing tips every single week. Plus, you're the first to know about new freebies and webinars and all the other things fun happening. To get on the list, sign up for my free training, How to Sell Out for Figure Offers. This training will also shift your mindset around what it really takes to book out your coaching business. So sign up in the show notes or on my website, katdalkarman.com to be added to the email list. I will see you next time. Mwah.